0: Here in the parking lot of Plaza 46, uh, here on Route 46 in Woodland Park, New Jersey. And uh, this town uh, changed its name a number of years ago. It used to be called West Patterson. And uh, I guess because it is to the west of Patterson, but it's not a bad area. But Patterson actually is, uh, you know, not a very nice area. So I guess the people of this town didn't want to be associated with Patterson anymore. So they changed their name. But kept the initials W P instead of West Patterson. It's Woodland Park, and they. I think I read that there there are some woodlands here, so the, the name makes sense. Then again, there's woodlands everywhere in New Jersey, so I don't know. But yeah, sometimes a town needs to change its name. Um, this strip mall. I've been coming here for decades now. There used to be more here. Actually, the Barnes and Noble. This Barnes and Noble right here is still open, and this is the oh, this was the only Barnes and Noble in the area when I moved into this uh, area, back in the later nineties. Around the corner in the back is, uh, is a Best Buy. That's been there forever, too. And I know, I think, not. I, don't, I haven't been there recently, but they didn't update their system. So if you bought something at Best Buy, it would say Best Buy store number, yada, yada, uh, West Patterson. They didn't change it to Woodland Park yet. So it must have been fairly recent to change. And I can swear there was an arcade in this strip mall at one point, in the later 90s at least, a video game arcade and i I went there a few times it, I forget the name, and it was not particularly notable in any way other than it was an arcade and a strip mall um back in the old days you know before now there's there are arcades and strip malls that are more uh, retro arcades you pay one price this was just an old style arcade you know you just got quarters or tokens or whatever um that seems like it would be fairly difficult to research because I don't know the name there was nothing really. Notable about it I don't know I had that uh, Issues uh, with another arcade Sort of in a strip Well yeah with The one down um, In Wachung I think Fun time Um, But I eventually found Some ads for it This was a 70's arcade That's now uh, Buffalo Wild Wings In Wachung I think it's Wachung It was in that same Little plaza With uh, Unique uh, Thrift shop But that that closed Unique's not there anymore but yeah, it was, uh, it was, um, the arcade was, uh, All right. I had to ask, but it turns out where it says the return drop. And it says Kohl's. That's the Amazon return area. It was really simple. I just brought up the uh, QR code on my phone, and uh, he took it, slapped a label on it. And we're done. There was no line. I was all scared. I was going to be waiting in line for forty minutes. Meanwhile, up in the front, people look like they are waiting for forty minutes, checking out or doing Kohl's returns. Ooh, every man, Jack, is working with Marvel comic books. All right, anyway, that was easy. I guess I was just judging it on the previous ones I saw, which are sort of... This one was right right by the restroom area. Chachkis, llama bandages, great. Well, the, the pet rocks, really? The pet rock is back. Did it ever go away? Well, I know they had those mini-pet rocks, but they sold out. There's no more pet rocks, they're just a display case. (laughs) See? There's people who uh, certainly never heard of the uh, phenomenon of pet rocks because they're too young. And they're like, that's brilliant! It's a rock, but it's your pet. And you don't have to feed it or anything, but you can have a pet. It's easy. Yeah. It's really quite a beautiful day here. It's like in the low 50s, but it's sunny. So it feels nice out. It's not like super cold. It's getting, what is today, the 16th, December 16th, 2023, for reference sake. All right, so next stop, the mall. Going to the mall to return some shoes. Hopefully that'll be just as easy to return. We shall see. (laughs) I like being on the road, going to strip malls and stuff. It feels like the old days. This Route 46. Yeah, so like between the strip mall and the uh, the highway is uh, there's like a gas station and a diner with, with that uh, m- mid-century look with the silver panels and stuff, you know, like a diner. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Let's go to a mall. We're here at the Willowbrook Mall. Parking here in this one area because it's where I used to park because it was the closest to fun and games, the arcade that closed many years ago. Across the way here we have uh, Cinemark Luxury Loungers uh, Movie Theater. And uh, this used to be the Sears Auto Center over here. Now it's this luxury movie theater. This, um, This mall was not my mall growing up, but it was definitely Mad Mike's, you know, from the Anything But Monday show. This was his mall growing up, so when uh, we used to hang out, he used to bring me up here from Drew University. So it was my first time seeing the mall, and so I was here back in the 80s, and uh, Fun and Games was there. It was like an amazing arcade. Look at these people. They're very angry, honking, and wow, they don't even have a license plate. Yeah angry people out there. Some people are very angry, everyone knows notice that. Uh, yeah, so this was fun and games. Just an amazing arcade, talking about arcades. Um, and they still haven't put anything there. Uh, I, I We covered this a lot on the channel here. I went here like the day before it closed, and the Point Stevenson show also came over here. I think it was 2000, I don't know. 2007, 2011, something like that. 2013. I don't know what, when it was. I can look it up. And then there's this kind of weird entrance alleyway here to go in. The mall. And the, yeah, there used to be two entrances to the arcade. The, to the side entrance was up here. Ooh. But of course, I forgot the shoes. Yeah, I'm going to return these shoes. I'm so, I was so distracted by my recording here, I forgot the shoes. <laughs> oh my god, what is that? <laughs> There's a police tower in the parking lot. A portable police tower. So I guess the police can, can keep watch? That is insane. I've never seen that before. Passaic County Police Watchtower. It almost looks like a, like a lunar capsule or something up there. That is insane. Really crazy. How did I forget the one thing I came here for? Well, you know, the police watchtower. That's wild. There's all these cameras and stuff. Well, this mall was one of the first malls where I saw the, the sign at the entrance, no firearms. Listen, it's a, it's a, it's a new age of stuff out here. I, you know, it's a lot of crimes going on, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I have to go all the way back to the car. I hate when that happens. It happens, though. There we are, okay, yes. Can okay, grab my bag. Yeah, the age of the mall is kinda over. This mall, I think, is still doing okay. It's not like a dead mall yet.
1: Uh,
0: I mean, of course, the mall, there used to be another mall next to this mall, called the uh, West Belt Mall. And that mall is completely demolished at this point, so. That that did not survive. This mall's anchor stores are kind of gone. Waiting to cross here. Yeah, the Lord and Taylor is gone. The Sears is gone. The Macy's, uh, Macy's, I think, is still there, right? Yeah. Anyway, now we're gonna go back where we just were. Yeah, it's not too, too crowded here. There was a bit of a lineup uh, on the highway to exit into the mall, but I guess it's early on a Saturday. And they're even saying that this year people don't really have money to shop, so things are not that crowded because people are out of money because of the inflation and other economic factors. I think I have the emails, the, the QR code or barcode for them to scan. But yeah, this was the Sears, and then you know Sears collapsed a few years ago, and uh, now in that space there's, uh, there's a BJ's Wholesale Club and uh, that Yard House. I remember we tried to go to the Yard House, the restaurant. It's Kind of a nightmare. You can hear that on the on the uh, archive. And there's also the, uh, another arcade, Dave & Buster's, but it's not the same, of course, as fun and games. Up there's the sign, Firearms are prohibited. What's the small print? <laughs> this private property is monitored by security officers and other security features, including firearm-detecting dogs. I'm <laughs> A bit dystopian. <laughs> Just a bit. Yeah, well, Spencers is still there. Spencer Gifts, it used to be called. It used to be one of those sad mall uh, pet stores over here. And now it's the Toy Republic. I think a Toy Republic is one of those stores that malls bring in just to, so the mall doesn't look empty. But it doesn't look like a like. I think some of these stores have to be paying less rent because they just want to keep it open, right? Yeah, this one's not too. This mall. I mean, you can tell is like all malls are having trouble, except for like Garden State Plaza. That one is is dead in the middle of one of the wealthiest areas in the country, and still enough customers there. Whole kiosk for for a shoe care kit. And look at this. Yes, Orange Julius still exists. Can you believe this? I was just watching a video randomly of like uh, defunct mall stores, mall uh, restaurants.
1: Orange Julius is still here.
0: No, it's not vegan, so of course I can't have it anymore. It's a Dairy Queen and Orange Julius, but at least Orange Julius still exists. By Wetzel's Pretzels, Carved wooden... Religious stuff. GameStop, of course. Video games. Wailing children. Kill man. Alright, let me uh, sign off for the moment, do my uh, return, and then we'll be back. Alright, return number two done. So a little miscommunication. I, I returned the shoes, and I could have sworn she's like, uh, "Hey, just wait a minute. I have some forms for you to fill out." I'm like, okay. And then she just disappeared in the back, and I was like, "Okay." Then she, came, I'm like, "Hey." Was I wait? She came out like after another five, ten minutes. Was I waiting for anything? She's like, "No, no. You're good." I'm like, okay. That's good. So this uh, atrium area here with the glass ceiling. Uh, there's pictures of this exact area in the 70s, and it looks like one of those iconic 70s malls. It's been so changed. It's just not that much fun anymore. Uh, so this, yeah, this used to be one of those iconic 70s malls. And uh, I was here, well, at least in the 80s I was here. And this food court wasn't even here yet. This food, the food court was not yet built the first time I came here in the 80s. Listen, I'm just, again, just happy that it still exists at some level, I suppose. Freaking P.F. Chang's with that Enviro font. That always that always messes me up. That's, that's such an obscure font. I guess P.F. Chang's keeps it uh, relevant. Yeah, here's Cinnabon. They haven't uh, joined the vegan revolution yet, I guess. I'm always waiting to see if they're going to have a vegan Cinnabon. That's like my my fondest mall wish. Qdoba. Remember I was just talking about Qdoba on last episode. They do still have Qdoba here. Yeah. Cuban Pete's. Really? Is is it is it? Yeah, it's uh it's palatino. Oh my god, that font drives me nuts. I hate that font, palatino. Every time I see it, it just makes me angry. And look, Arthur Treacher's fish and chips. See, our cherished uh, 70s and 80s memories are here at the mall. Orange Julius, but it's with the Dairy Queen. Arthur Treacher's, but it's with Nathan's. But they're still existing at some level. Some vestigial remnants of the coolness of the past remains in the present. As Boards of Canada likes to say, the past inside the present. Get out of here. Service animals only. Why does it say that on the exit, not the entrance? What? Service animals only, like in the parking lot? Like what is it? And I love this mall hours. Scan, scan this giant QR code to view the hours. Instead of actually making a sign with the hours. What's wrong with these people? They're very lazy. Yep. Oh look, I can see the police tower from the other side. Police tower. Jesus. Oh. Like, <laughs> what, what, what drives a mall to request a police tower that looks like something out of a concentration camp, for God's sakes? Jeez, man. Cool, a little single-engine plane from the uh, Fairfield Airport and some sort of hawk in the air. Two flying things in the air together over the mall. I should go to this movie theater sometime I haven't been to Cinemark Luxury Loungers It's a very luxurious movie theater Because you know that movie I saw The uh, Boy and the Heron, the Miyazaki movie Man, it's doing really well And it's like uh, It's becoming a huge hit I think it was the number one movie Which I'm very happy about, it's great I just personally felt that it was very lacking But There's obviously a lot of really good things about it So, you know it's all good. Yeah, apparently two of the top three movies were from Japan. Uh, last week it was The Boy and the Heron and then Godzilla minus zero or something, or Godzilla minus one, or zero Godzilla, or something like that. As much as I loved Godzilla when I was a kid, I really have to say I have kind of zero interest in seeing a new Godzilla movie. I mean, if to, I, I would watch Destroy All Monsters, the old ones, if they were on, like the... The more corny 70s ones, you know? I think Destroy All Monsters were 70s, right? If not, like 60s. Where's my car? Oh, there it is, okay. Luxury loungers. Nice. Let's go back into the car. What happened? It <laughs> locked me out. It beat, but then it didn't unlock. What the hell? Uh, so, uh, yeah Yesterday I As I mentioned on the show if, uh, I, I, I I failed to get my fish tickets for the, uh, the Sphere out in Las Vegas You know Hold on, let me turn the car on here i to open the windows It's too hot in here you, It's weird, it's like 55 out 53, okay, but it's like Ooh Still listening to that uh, come together box set. Mad Chester kind of stuff. Anyway, um, yeah. Um. Anyway, what was I saying? Yes. In April, Fish, my favorite band, is going to be playing at the Sphere in Las Vegas. And there were three phases of getting tickets. First was the travel packages, which I opted not to go for. In hindsight, I should have gone for the travel package, because that got you a guaranteed ticket. And a room. It seemed really expensive, but now doesn't seem so expensive anymore. The next step was a, a, a ticket lottery, which I entered and lost the lottery. It's like you are unfulfilled. So then there was the general on sale. Everyone goes on Ticketmaster and you get queued up on a random number. So I queued up at a number one thousand nine hundred and three, I think. I'm like, shit, that's horrible. But on Reddit, everyone's like, gee, I'm number thirty eight thousand. And they're like, yeah, the venue only holds 20,000 people, so I may not be in luck. So I'm like, okay, maybe I did all right. By the time I got in about, I think it was about a half hour, 40 minutes later, there was nothing left. There was a few phantom tickets. You click on them, and they disappear. So I got nothing. Nothing. I have no sphere tickets. And now, the, so I wanted to go with my wife, so two tickets for all four nights. That would have been around $1,000 had I bought it. Now, uh, you go on these these secondary websites it's going for like $4,000 each so instead of $1,000 I would have to pay $8,000. No, I'm not going to pay $8,000 for these tickets. I'm just not going to go. So, I don't know, man. I, I I have to see how much do I really want to go and are the ticket prices going to come down? I mean, you know, this is a horrendous amount of money plus you got to fly out there and stay and everything. Oh my god. Maybe then again maybe I won't. <laughs> I don't know. It's getting it's getting ridiculous. I just want to I just want to see them in the sphere. That was a big fail, um, but something that is not a fail. Uh, yeah, I've been having a burst of activity on the book, right, on so Radio, the book, and um, I think I'm almost there. I think this weekend I may be able to order the proof. I think we're getting there. To that point, the next edition of the book is almost ready to go. It's it's felt like this endless, impossible process, but I'm I may almost be almost there. Uh, yeah, the table of contents is kind of a mess, but it's getting there. Um, what else? Yeah, I I put in all of the art pages in the front and the back and everything. uh, Previous books, pages. I did it. I saw it. I'm pretty much almost there. Um, set the touch up and finish up the intro a little bit. And, uh, I I think we're there. I think we're just about there. (laughs) It's amazing. Ugh. We shall see. Anyways, now I'm going to go get some coffee at that uh, Coffee of New Orleans place and then uh, on to the house. And you can uh, come with me into the house I grew up in. I'm assuming I'll be by myself. I don't think anyone else should be there uh, at that point. My brother said no one should be there, so I'll have the whole house to myself. It'll be really weird seeing it that way, but I, I need to see it empty, you know? All right, I got my coffee. I got a Santa's blend. Kind of. Smells kind of chocolatey. Coffee. Yeah, this is the way I used to go down uh, to visit my father. Drive down 46, come to uh, PJ's Coffee of New Orleans, then get on 287, my alternate way of getting on 287, and go down that way. But this may very well be the last time I need to go down to the house. I mean, this could be my last visit to the house, and not necessarily, but it, it may be the last time I'm doing this. This is pretty profound, man. Yeah, so I got my coffee. We're all good. Let's get moving here. Head on down to the house. The charlatan is with the Indian rope. That's interesting because I was uh I was listening to um Brian Auger and Julie Julie Driscoll? Is that the one? Julie No. Yeah. The Trinity they were singing Indian Rope Man. This is Indian Rope. Is it, is it related? I don't know. Hey, it's a little while later now. So I was driving down Route 46, and I I kind of remembered, you know, driving, this is my father's car that I inherited, driving the car around. recent months, I used to love smoking little cigarillos while I'm in the car. I wouldn't smoke them in my other car, but this is my car. So I actually haven't smoked any cigars at all in a couple months. It's weird. I kind of felt like I, I I was smoking like every day, so I didn't order any more uh, cigars. And when I ran out, I just stopped. And as you may have heard, I had some pipe pipe tobacco and pipes, which I smoked a little bit. And then I just stopped ho- altogether. I like to do this from time to time to make sure I'm not addicted to uh, cigars, which I definitely am not. I haven't had one in a while, but I don't know. I just felt that it's kind of not that cold out and, and nice to open the window a little bit and have some cigarillos here in the car. So I turned left by the Troy Hill Shopping Center on 46 and came down here to what's currently known as the House of Monte Cristo cigars uh, on t- Route 10. It used to be known as J.R. Cigar. I used to come here years ago, back in the 90s. Um, in fact, my sister-in-law, Carrie, almost got a job here. She was going to work in, like, the, like, they have, like, a catalog order section in the back or something uh, or customer service or something. And at that point, she had blue hair. She only had blue hair briefly. This is before, like, everyone had blue hair. Now ev- now everyone of a certain age has blue hair. Which is weird, because remember, like, it used to be, oh, only old ladies had blue hair, and then whatever. I was thinking that those old ladies reincarnated, and that's why everyone has blue hair now. <laughs> it has something to do with Jean Harlow, and the platinum blonde it makes your hair look blue. Anyway, so they met her. She had the blue hair. They hired her. And then she goes to work the first day here, literally here, back when it was Jr. And they're like, um, that hair violates our hair policy. You're not allowed to work. So she got fired before she even got to start because of the blue hair, even though they already saw the blue hair. the hell's wrong with these people? Anyway, I'm going to go get some some little cigarellos, little tins of cigarellos, hopefully some matches, and I'll be all set to have a few smokes in the car here. Yeah, man. All right. Mission accomplished. Yeah, they have these cool little Ziploc bags for the cigars. I got three different brands of cigarillos, and I got a lighter. A little uh, $10 torch lighter to make it easier to light this stuff. got Romeo and Julieta, the uh, Aroma, the Grafino's. I've had those before, and uh, I think I've had all these before. And then Monte Cristo. This the tin is a little bit smashed, but I I, I think the cigars should be alright in there, hopefully. Let's see. Yeah, they're alright, I think, yeah. So yeah. All, uh, little stash of tobacco here in the car. See how this lighter is. Oh, a tacata de Monte Cristo lighter. Real easy to light. All right, so now I'm going to the house. Mmm, tobacco, yum yum. Kids don't smoke; it's bad for you. So how do I get? How do I get there from here? Oh, I have to turn right onto ten, then I have to take that uh, U-turn, and then from there I can get on two eighty-seven south. Sounds like a plan. All right, I'm here on the back porch. Haven't gone in yet. I was talking to the neighbor about everything, and uh, here we go. Uh, there's a lockbox on here. Holy crap. Look at this. Okay, the kitchen. And all the furniture's out, everything. Look at this. Oh, wow, the, uh... This is a sign estate sale. As is sale. No seller's disclosure available. Buyer responsible for any and all town CO. Certificate of occupancy. And fire requirements needed for closing. Here's the, uh... The paperwork, I'll probably grab one of these. Wow. Look at this. The fridge, I guess hopefully the fridge is empty. Oh, there's some ice in the in the uh, freezer, though. The cabinets, I guess, are all empty. Oh, my God, these were so jam-packed. Oh God, this is very strange. You can even, can you sort of hear the echoey? There's like nothing in here. It's a different acoustic Oh man! Like right here was the uh, kitchen table where we always would eat. And then right here, back in the '70s, was a black and white TV for the kitchen. And I was right over here in 1977, and it was uh, the uh, the local news. and uh, towards the end of the newscast, they had the movie review about a little movie called "Star Wars." And I looked over. And I hadn't heard of Star Wars yet. I was nine years old, and it was like, uh, there's a new movie out called Star Wars. And They showed the X-Wings and the TIE fighters fighting. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? This looks amazing. Right here. The, this is where I first heard of Star Wars. Can you imagine? Here's the dining room. Oh, I thought I thought they pulled up all the carpet, but they didn't pull up the carpet in here. Interesting. Yeah, this was the dining room. This is actually where I sat to work from here when I was work uh, cat sitting. I would work from right here. This is bizarre. The living room. Oh my God. They pulled up the carpet. There's hardwood floors underneath here. Wow. I've never seen this room. So empty. ay yeah. Yeah. Oh look optional. HOA homeowners association access to community pool. Sports, courts, clubhouse, and community events. Nice. The chimney, the fireplace. Oh man, there's a piano over here. This is so weird seeing it like this. Oh man. Yeah, I was here a few weeks ago for the sale. This is where the uh, the, the checkout place was. The bathroom. That's the brown room and the green room, the famous brown room and green room. Oh, look at this closet. This closet was so, what the heck? There's a milk bone in there? What the hell? How is there a dog bone in the closet? And a peanut? Damn, some weird junk in here. What is that, like a zip tie or something? Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Selection, wow. It looks like a library book. It even has like the, uh, the number on there, the Dewey Decimal number, wow. What is this? A weird little... I don't know what that is. It looks like a little drumstick or something. Wow. (laughs) Here's the green room. Yeah, man. This was a tough room to go through. And this closet, it was just so jam-packed with stuff. Now it's all empty. Look at this. (sighs) Ooh, There's almost a sense of relief that all this stuff is gone. Yeah, the green room my and when my grandmother Evelyn was uh staying with us she this was her room she slept right over here back in the 70s and 80s in fact in uh the complete polarized worlds uh, she's actually in there very briefly oh my god this is the brown room hardwood floors once again all the carpets all pulled up oh look at these closets yeah, and at first this was not the TV room The TV was in the basement Eventually this became the TV room And in fact here, coming up from a hole in the floor Is the coaxial cable, yes Wow Oh my god Unbelievable I, I knew I had to experience this It's like a catharsis, a, a relief, a release yeah, I moved. We moved into this house when I was, yeah, as I said in '72 when I was four or five, and lived here all the way till college. And then after college, I moved back. And yeah. Oh my
1: god! All
0: right, this is quite wild. Let's go to the basement. Oof! Spooky. Yeah, this basement. Yeah, we used to have uh, the TV set up here, the old. Yeah, we had a color TV that my grandfather bought for my parents when I was born, and it used to be over here. There used to be some couches, and after school just sort of plopped down here. And uh... Ooh, what's that sound? The lights, the fluorescent lights. I remember jumping around on the couches pretending to be Spider-Man when that Spider-Man cartoon was on. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Of course I'm quoting the Ramones version there. Here's the boiler room and the Wow, there's still a bunch of firewood in there. I remember I got some of that firewood from my father. Uh <laughs> what the hell is going on here? I don't like that sound. Uh-oh. Here's where like the sump pump is. Yeah, there's like this crawl space. And there used to be another entrance over here. Ooh, someone wrote down. Don't touch valves. That is wild. What kind of sound is this? Jeez. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but there's like this storage crawl space over here that has uh, you know, all the firewood from decades past. Fireplace chimney as is. Oh, they, they saw the Internet going here. That's cool. Wow, look at this, the basement. In heavy rains, Bilco Doors' basement door has water seepage. Yeah, they're trying to, you know, put all the information. Here's like the uh, oil tank because there's oil, oil heat here, not uh, gas. I guess there's no gas service here, you know. Here is where I had a thing called Nomadi Basement. This is where I set up uh, during college. And then after college, I, I set up my own little space down here. I called it Nomadi Base. Nomadi Basement. I remember I drew like some weird occult like circle on the ground here in chalk. There's no remnant of it. And if you've ever heard my uh, Little Frankie Nora tapes, I recorded them right here in uh, circa 1987. There was a desk here. I had a TV set, an old black and white TV set, maybe the same one from the kitchen. And um, I had a Casio SK-1 synthesizer and a couple tape recorders and I would just sort of and a mixer, a realistic mixer from uh did I turn that light on? No. <laughs> uh from Radio Shack and I would just make all these cool uh recordings. Oh look, there's there's a uh, a ruler on the ground down there, a clear plastic ruler. We'll leave it there for now. Yeah, but this was this was my little little space here. Wow, yeah. <sighs> There's the original building permit from, I think from like, I, can't, I don't know if there's a date, but I know this house was built around 52. And there's some old paint up there, Dutch Boy. Satin eggshell and Nalplex, wow, ancient stuff. Um, to this room over here. This other part of the basement was my... Um, like my workshop. This was more like after college. I had a desk set up here and, um, it was like my own print studio. I had a Mac plus, I had the ImageWriter 2, and I had an old copy machine. So I would literally, um, I could produce publications in this one room. And you can see this room in a uh, Bublin, a Richardson. Uh, when, um, Bublin is meeting with Hazy Nopperty, played by my sister Julie, right here. You could see that. So, and then also in uh, the complete polarized worlds, we filmed a lot in this main room here. Um, this room right here with, oh yeah, I know. I wanted to take a picture of the the, the wood, fake wood paneling on the walls, because there's one there's one shot from the real estate listing that had this that I thought was pretty cool, just to have this like wall. Nice. Oh man, this is really quite freaky. Is that light on before? I don't know. I, I did not turn that light on. At least I'll just leave it on. Is there even a light switch for it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that light works. Wow. This was, uh, hmm. Very important that I could see it this way. Let's go upstairs. Let's listen to the acoustics with all the stuff out. Definitely like that kind of echo. Oh, my God. Because I, I spent so much time here in the previous months just, uh, finding all the stuff that we didn't want to have sold at the sale. Wow, here's the stairs without the carpeting. This is amazing. And if I So there's like a railing. And if I sit right here, when we were kids, my mother would set the Christmas tree up in the living room here. And a few times we did Christmas in the basement. Whoa, what was that? Oh my God, there's someone here. They didn't see me open the door. I don't think they're... I think they just yeah I don't know why they're here what are they doing <laughs> All right, they're coming around back alright I guess I better see who are these people why are they here I think I'm just going to avoid them everything's locked I don't know what they're... But my car is there, so they kind of... Who are these people? (laughs) I thought I wouldn't have any weirdness today coming here. I think they're just coming to look at the house, I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, we would... um, my mother had all set up. We had those Anna Lee dolls for Christmas, and it was so. And then all the presents from Santa. So me and my brother and sister, we would come down the stairs and just stop here and look at the Christmas tree with the lights. And we couldn't sleep because we were so excited for Christmas. Right here. I will right, we'll do this room last. Here's my parents' room. I wonder if they did anything in this weird crawl space, yeah. Who are these people? Oh man, this is, yeah, there's like a linoleum floor I never heard of here. Closet. I never saw this closet so empty. Wow. Yeah, my mother made this kind of cedar closet thing. junk here, but just random junk. Empty cat food can. A few things. Some doors and windows. Floor, like the angle of the roof is in the rooms, which is really weird. Are these people still around? <laughs> oh my god. Here's my sister's old room. Another l- linoleum floor. See if those people are still there. No. Well, they're supposed to contact the realtor if they want to come in, and they're not showing anymore because of the offer. Here's a closet in the hallway, a linen closet, and uh, my cat. We had this great cat, Ginger, who adopted us as a family. She used to like wait outside. She used to jump up and hang on the door and look in while we were eating, and we have finally adopted her and. I would always give her American cheese, that was like her favorite food, and I would wear leather gloves to fight with her because she loved fighting really rough. And then her favorite thing was to have me help her go way up here in the linen closet all the way to the top. And uh, she would lay up there. The bathroom. Yeah, I remember this closet. Oh, you hear these people? <laughs> this is very creepy. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had weird dreams where that closet became huge and it was like this other world and stuff. But here it is, my childhood bedroom. Oh, my God. The beds are all gone. So in this room, everything's built in. The beds, the desks, the drawers are all built in. It's the strangest thing. And then in the closet, there's like these metal labels. There must have been some device that you could punch the labels. It said, so it says, jacket, good, play, PJ. There's all these labels for all the different things. PJ, play, good, jacket. So there were like two sets of those. So in this room, you have, it's an angled on both sides. And here's my childhood desk and the bulletin board it still has uh f e n my initials they're still there. Can you believe that? I take a picture of that. It's like these stickers of uh green f yellow e and green n I'm taking pictures of it. I don't know what these people are doing outside, but... Yeah, so here is that spot I'm telling you about. This was, like, probably this place on Earth I have spent the most time, right? If you think about it. Because I never lived anywhere... Well, I lived... I'm trying to think. I lived in... uh, The first... Our first house in Nutley. We lived from 97 to 2006... That was probably the longest we lived in one place. The other place was 2006 to 2019, yeah. That was, yeah, 13 years. But I hear I was here for from 72 to 82 to 85. 13 years plus more, so yeah, <laughs> anyway. And then, like, there's this wood base to it, and I remember. You could lift this up, and we had, like, silver bars underneath here. Uh, I don't know if anyone looked underneath here. A silver bar. I don't know how much. Worth a couple hundred dollars, but... Yeah. Should I uh, lay down on the bed? I think I should. Just for old times' sake. It's just wood. I still hear these people out here. I'm going to lay down on my bed for one last time. This is crazy, man. I hope I don't wreck anything. I'm a lot heavier than I was when I was a kid. Alright, I'm laying on the bed. Oh my god. Laying on a piece of wood. That was amazing. Can we open this? I don't know. I need some sort of can't really get at the edges of this thing. It's not necessary. unless anyone else tried to open it. What would I need? There's nothing left in the house. There's no tools or anything. Let's see if I, if I wanted to I was thinking of using this for show art. This uh, exactly what I'm seeing here. That's cool. With the sunlight streaming in. that looks that's nice. All right, this is definitely this is definitely good for show art and stuff. Wow. yeah, I dig this. Let me get a good shot
2: here.
0: I think that's it. I think that's the shot. I don't think I need to take any more. Yeah. One and done. Beautiful. <sighs> yeah. And over here used to be a closet and I had a lot of games in here. There was a picture of me as a teenager. Now it's just full of insulation. There's some sort of I don't know what's going on in here. But it was a game closet and I had there's a picture of me as a teenager and I had all this like acne on my face and I had the the games in the closet. It's a very really cool picture. Where is that picture? I gotta find that picture. Then of course the little crawl space underneath my brother's desk and uh <laughs> Yeah, this little Ooh, there's stuff in there. What the hell? Some wrapping paper and stuff. Wow. Um <laughs> there was one insane. Like, I was such a mess. This room was a disaster. There was just junk all over the floor. We had to almost, like, like create walkways for us to get to our beds. It was a huge mess. And, like, destroyed all our board games. Everything was just all scattered on the floor. And then we were going to go to the movies. And my mother's like, you can't go to the movies until you clean your room. And we're thinking, like, this this is a job that would take weeks to clean up. But we took her seriously, and so what we did is we opened this, this little hatch here, and we just jammed everything in here. So we filled up this storage space with all the stuff that was on the floor. And my mother's like, a few minutes later, she's like, oh my God, you did such an amazing job. You can go to the movies. And that junk stayed in there for, like, years. It was insane. Here's some drawers where all my clothes were at one point. Yeah, man. <sighs> wow. <laughs> I hope those people outside left. What are they doing? I'm trying or are they look at the couple of looky loos trying to get a look at the house for sale. I know people are. I, I, a neighbor said even uh, when it was, uh, people were lined up down the block because only one person could go in at a time because you had to type a code into... I guess everyone had their own code to get the, the lock from the lockbox. Then they would leave, someone else would go in. I mean, this this is... The thing about this house is it's being sold as is, so the price is really, really good price. But you it's as is, so whoever buys it, they just have to deal with this, you know. I mean, at this point, you know, I, I mean, it's... I think you really need to do something about the floors and... Uh, other than that, it's pretty pretty good to move in I don't know, apparently the guy that's moving in Maybe an architect who's going to do some work To renovate it before they move in Then this will be someone else's Someone else's house But I think I, I mentioned a long time ago That uh, on, there's a, a Facebook group I grew up in Martinsville And this woman uh, she, she was the one She was the daughter of the guy that built the house In 52, and so she lived here before us And there was like a Model T automobile in the garage that they offered to sell my parents, but they didn't want it. Probably a good idea, because, you know, what are you going to do with a Model T? Unless you're some sort of ancient car enthusiast, you know. Listen to this acoustics in here when there's nothing in here. It's really wild. Wow. All right, so I think my... I think my uh, strategy here is I'm going to... Did I hear something? Uh, I think I'm gonna pause and stop recording and just walk through one more time to reflect by myself and then I'll say goodbye to the house. All right, I think I'm good. I'll look at this, this is the uh, coat closet in the kitchen. I remember we used to come into this closet and we found out if we went in the closet and screamed at the top of our lungs, there'd be this weird like distortion sound. Then there was another closet over here but then they put a like an oven in there. All right, let me go out. I got to look look around the yard a little bit too. <laughs> I'm assuming these people are gone. Locked. Yes, locked. Wow. Ooh, the garage is locked oh well it's quite empty um, yeah so here's the back patio and also the a Richardson we filmed uh, that first scene here it's like honestly Anthony if you don't get me the right thinking foods next time and I mean it yeah, no more cats out here. The stray cat's uh, colony has moved on. What am I hearing? Oh, okay, there's people over there. There's the shed. The woods. There's not as much of the woods left as there used to be, but we used to love playing in the woods. We had our own woods in the back of the house. And we had a different shed back then. We had a swing set over there. In fact, if I go over here, about where the swing set was, I remember soon after we saw the Star Wars review on TV, we went to see it, and there was a swing set right around here. I remember swinging it. I'm like, I'm Luke Skywalker! (laughs) Right here. I used to love the woods. Uh oh, it's very muddy back here. I'm getting muddled over my shoes. No. What the hell? Something van- vanilla cigarilla. What's going on back here? Anyway, yeah, this is a pretty new shed, too. You got a nice shed with the deal. It's locked, right? Yeah. Ooh, it's not locked, actually. Oh, yeah, the, my brother has some papers in here he needs to get rid of. Oh, well. Nothing of value in there per se. Alright, let me walk around the house this way and then I guess it must have been raining recently. Everything's very muddy. I'm gonna head out. Take one last picture of the house here. The sun on it from the backyard. Nice shot. Yeah, thanks for coming along with me on this uh, This journey It really is just mind-boggling Just as of, uh, you know Two and a half years ago Both my parents are still alive, still living here And now They're both gone Oh, there's some Yeah, the estate help people were putting out some cat food For the, the few cats that were out here I told them the whole history. Yeah, there was this huge colony and yada yada. Then there's this uh, honey locust here where there's these like spikes on the tree. I was thinking of grabbing a spike, but what am I gonna do with a spike from the tree? The honey locust. Oh man, this is weird. Ah. Honey locust spikes leave them be in the seed pods. Let me just make sure this door's locked. Sure is. There's the sign, the real estate sign. You go see it. Big wooden post out front. So I do have another mission. I have to go to the container store and pick something up for my wife. And I think I'm gonna go home on 22. Here's the uh, the sign post. Yeah, I think I'll stop by the cemetery to see my parents' uh, gravesite. All right, I'm gonna, all right. Yeah, I was talking to the neighbor again on the way out. She suggested I come down here and see the community pool. This was here when I was there growing up. This this neighborhood was built by a corporation known as Johns Manville Corporation uh, in the 40s, I think, and with the idea that it was going to help them recruit scientists and engineers from the Midwest so they'd have a, a ready place for people to move in. I guess they would, um, you know, sell them the house for cheap and your family can live here. It's a nice neighborhood. So this uh, pool... And tennis courts and stuff were, were part of the perks, and the people that that are join- join the neighborhood they sort of joined the equivalent to a homeowner's association, as I said, but I used to spend a lot of time down here. There's some kids on swings down there, wow, yeah, I remember swimming here as a kid Wow and my neighbor i i i I may not I never see her again. <laughs> I got to know her better, you know, when my father was sick and stuff, because she, she knew my father very well. Um, anyway. What the heck is that over there? Oh, wow. It's a playground kind of equipment, but it looks like a little weird little house. Anyways. I thought the kiddie pool used to be over here, but now it's just a, a little playground thing. Anyway. Reminiscing. Now, another mission. I have to go to the container store down on Chimney Rock Road to pick something up my wife ordered. <laughs> she knew I'd be in the area today. Yes. All right. Heading out. Chimney Rock Road. I need to be back. We're going to a party at 5. It's 2.20. I- I'm fine. I have plenty of time. Famous last words. No, I got plenty of time. I Just got to go there. Maybe I'll go to Whole Foods to get something to eat. Then I'm going to go to the cemetery and drive home. See what I'm saying? All right. I went to the container store. got some bins my wife had ordered. Then I came over to Whole Foods. I got some groceries and a little bit of lunch. I got the uh, vegan power sandwich here and some coconut water. So this will be my great lunch here sitting in the car. I turn the car on to open the windows, I guess. Yes, yeah, the sun is low in the sky. Weird day, very weird. All this stuff was not here when I was growing up. All, all of these uh, strip malls on Chimney Rock Road, there was nothing here but a quarry back then. I'm telling you, all right, that was a decent sandwich, I suppose coconut milk. And now we're here at the cemetery, just to <coughs> see how my parents' uh, grave site is uh, doing here. Oh my gosh, look at that. A, uh, a sun dog, a chem dog in the sky. Oh, I didn't know I saw a lot of chemtrails today, and you see that weird rainbow pattern in the sky? 22 and a half degrees. From the sun, yeah. I haven't seen those in a while. So actually, I saw one like last week, yeah. But anyway, here, so they both were cremated, and so the, both the urns are buried here. And um, <clears throat> we th- these are military uh, markers, so they're flat to the ground, they're bronze. And um, we use the infinity symbol. They weren't religious, but at least my father was spiritual towards the end, and my mother... I didn't believe in the afterlife, but I had a very strong vision of her entering the afterlife. Frank Ralph Nora, U.S. Navy, and uh, Dale Elizabeth Nora, U.S. Navy. My father, 1941 to 2023. My mother, 1941 to 2021. My father's uh, marker says, husband, father, rescuer. My mother's says, wife, mother, artist. My my brother wanted to uh, add that, those, you know... Husband, father, that's very normal. But then rescuer, because my father was always rescuing these cats and uh, rescuing other people and things, really helping a lot of people. My mother was an artist. She never was really able to um, pursue it, but I think my brother got his artistic talent from her. But anyway, very nice to see this. They're looking good. Markers. It's a nice, this is a really nice place. I'm really we, we, we spent a lot of time <coughs> finding the right spot for them. So I'm very happy with it. Now going to uh, head home down Route 22. Always love driving down twenty two. It's an endlessly entertaining highway. Commercial highway. I think I'm going to do that thing where I can cross over to 78, though, at one point. Maybe I'll just go all the way down, and then to the parkway, and then home. Hey, kitty. Hey, it's a few days later now. It's actually Monday. And, uh, yeah, I uh, drove down Route 22 all the way to the parkway. It was quite a wonderful drive. I really loved it. Yeah, There's was a big storm here today. Rain in all last night, all t- all this morning. And the clouds were like crazy; they're moving so fast. I took some uh, time-lapse videos of the clouds. It's pretty cool. But anyway, I think it's time to uh, check in with this whiskey advent calendar uh, that my wife got me uh, from. What's the name of that company? Flaviar. And to see what the next one is. I, I'm up to day six here. Let's see. what We're gonna get. There's little vials of whiskey in here. This is amazing. And there's twenty-four of them. I got started late. Yeah, they're like it, they're like embedded in this foam and in, in there. This is number six. Let's see. Let's try a little bit, and then we'll we'll, we'll look at the secret book to see uh, what this actually is. Kitty. Mr. Vegas, the cat is here. I've been putting them back in there, the little cubby holes. Let's see. Oh, it smells pretty good. Fairly complex. I'm not sure. Is this a scotch or a bourbon or a rye? See. I know I should know if I if I'm so into it. Uh, let's try a little sip here. It's a bit different, but it does taste more like a scotch. Hmm. It is. I think it's a scotch. Let's take a look at the secret book, the little green book. This is. Balcones. What? Balconies, B-A-L-C-O-N-E-S. Balcones. Lineage whiskey. Hmm. Um, what is what is Balcones? I don't know. I guess I have to look it up. They show a picture of the bottle, but Balcones. Let's see. Do, do, do. Balcones. Discover the new state of whiskey. <laughs> you have to enter your, your date, your birthday of birth here. Mm-hmm. Texas single malt whiskey. Whoa, interesting. And the lineage, there it is. Or is it lineage? Lineage. As a pioneer in the American single malt category, lineage celebrates the balance of Texas provenance and old world tradition. It features Texas-grown and malted barley aged in refill oak alongside Scottish golden promise malted barley. We've infused what we've learned from the centuries-old single malt traditions that have long been an inspiration to us. Together, these elements are refined through maturation under the intense climate of Texas. This is not bad, actually. Mmm. Lineage. Balcones lineage. Interesting. Yeah. All right, let's go outside have a little, one of those cigarillos. Let's go out. It's dark. Dark in the daytime. What song is that? Cities by Talking Heads that fish covers so often. Oh yeah, those fish tickets I was talking about, my god. Unbelievable. Um, the resale sites, the cheapest, so basically a pair of tickets for four nights, if I had been able to buy them, would have cost about $1,000. That's two tickets for four nights. Now, on like a StubHub, for example, those same two tickets, the cheapest you can get them, $7,000. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I like this lighter. Light it up real quick. It was only 10 bucks that lighter. Yeah, so at $7,000, I'm not going. I just will not go. I mean, there's no way. I can't believe I could have gotten the hotel and the tickets for about $4,000. Yes, it's horribly expensive, but anyway, I would have gotten the tickets. I didn't even try to get the travel package. I mean, to me, a thousand is like extreme, but still somewhat doable. Seven thousand is not doable. There's no way to justify that in my mind. I don't know. I'll, I'll 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 catch them next time. I get you know what I mean? Like no way for seven thousand dollars. Not a chance in hell. I'm going to do that. I think my psychological limit is uh, two thousand. But I, I don't think that I think the, considering these prices, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's quite a while. Obviously, it's four months away. Who knows? Maybe uh, all these people thinking they're gonna make this huge seven times profit. Uh, how many people are? How many people would actually pay seven thousand dollars? I mean, I don't know. There's a few people, but maybe there's not enough people to pay seven thousand dollars. So if these people are sitting on these tickets, they had to start lowering the prices at some point. Ah, what do you want? I'm gonna go see fish anyway next next week. Yeah, at least two nights, maybe more. See. Those tickets are easy to get, and they're only $134 each. Yes. That's more regular prices of tickets, yes. Didn't tickets used to cost like 20 bucks? Like, what's going on with all this this insane inflation of prices? Ay, 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 ay. Anyway, uh, yeah, so yesterday was an interesting day. It was Sunday, and uh And I was sitting right here, because it really wasn't, it was like in the low 50s, it wasn't that cold. And I did the exit ramp, you may have heard it, the exit ramp number 51, Antenna Tango. And it was another great exit ramp, a group show, and uh, thanks to everyone who attended. It It went almost five hours, it was crazy, four hours, 55 minutes, I think, wow. It was a good one, though. Yeah, Antenna Tango, you know, I didn't even talk about any of the meaning behind it, uh, it, I actually was looking at the list of song titles for my leisure cassette system, which I released just a few months ago, almost like a stealth release. I released 500 songs and it was you know at that time I was thinking that we were going to do some kind of onsug uh, radio broadcast level, but at that at this point that's sort of on the back burner as a concept. but I did it is a lot of great music that people can use under the attribution license for Creative Commons. I used this thing called Oren Tirosh's Mnemonic Word List and uh, to come up with these 500 song titles combining two words. And I was looking for a good title in those words, and I found Antenna Tango, which, interestingly, uh, Peter Bernard, one of the 209 guys I mentioned last time, he was asking me, what, what does that even mean? What is Antenna Tango? Was it like when you, when, in the old days when you would try to, like, position the rabbit ear antennas so you could watch TV and I'm like, yes! I, that's actually one of the things I thought of for the antenna tango. Everyone used to do it back then. Those of us old enough to remember, the TVs with the rabbit ears and it was all fuzzy and 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 it just didn't work but if someone got up and grabbed it and somehow if you touched it, like your body would become part of the antenna and then if you let go. So sometimes someone had to stand there and hold the antenna. It was so annoying. But then you, you try to move it around and you're sort of almost like a, like a dance with the antenna to try to get, to get it there. But I, th- I figured in more... I also looked at it as sort of like uh, antenna sort of, you know, representing radio. And our shows are sort of like a, a radio dance uh, in, a, in, a, in a broad sense, you know. Um, uh, a, a radio dance and antenna tango. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. It was a good show. But anyway, also yesterday, and this was uh, a bit surprising to me. As you may know, there's a... This, project uh, on SUG Radio is, is is all centered around this book, right? The idea is that um, it's going to be inside this book as it moves on into the future because our goal, which is relatively uncommon these days, is is to have people uh, is to have this work preserved on into the near and far future, thousands of years. Perhaps a bold intention, but Nonetheless, I feel like, uh, as I was talking about on the show, that um, um, uh, and Gene Shepard's old radio show really changed my life. He was on uh, the radio in New York City on WOR from the mid-1950s to about the mid-1970s, so about 20 years or so. Maybe a little bit more. I'm not sure. I know 77 was the end. I'm not sure exact. Maybe 50, mid-50s he started. Um, but people loved the show so much, they would, re- they would record it on the old tape recorders, reel-to-reels or cassette recorders, and preserve the shows and collect them. And then around 2000, um, I discovered an online project. Because this was around 2000, you really couldn't go and download hundreds of hours of audio. Like, it just wasn't, the Internet wasn't quite there yet, techni- you know, the capacity. So there was a, a project called Fathead Central. Fathead, you know, Excelsior, you fathead, was one of uh, Gene Shepard's phrases. So, this group had collected everything they could collect, thousands of episodes of the show, still only representing something like 10 to 20% of the shows. 80 or 90% of the shows had been lost to history uh, if someone didn't record them. The company itself wasn't recording them, right? As far as I know. Um, so, they basically distributed these shows on a set of four or five dvdrs if you remember this technology which could go up to about 4.4 gigabytes per disc the idea was they would mail them to you the idea is that you duplicate them and then mail them back or mail them to the next person so i did that and i had my early mp3 player i had the intel pocket concert was my first mp3 player had 128 megabytes of memory this was before the ipod came out in 2001 i didn't have an ipod right away and I would listen, I, you know, I was commuting into New York City and I, I just listened, I started listening to Gene Shepard every day on my commute, day in, day out, for probably a, a, at least a year to get through the entire archive. And that completely changed my life because I, by listening to him, I was able to kind of learn how to do uh, the monologue format. And I would say that, you know, his show and my show here, The Overnight Scape, they're different, very different. I mean, Gene Shepard used his show to tell essentially fictional stories in the first person as if they were real. Right. And I understand that that was one of his devices. He was that the right word. One of the angles of attack he used. It's a better word for that. One of his formats or whatever. I don't do that one. You know, I don't. I don't do things that are tricky or whatever. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to just sort of talk about stuff that I, that I find interesting, right? But I don't ever sort of, I understand it's fiction. It's not really a deception, but it's a little bit deceptive what he did. But I understand the art form he was going for. But in a larger sense, he basically showed in so many ways how to do it. And I, w- I was able to pick it up and to change my life because I started the Overnight Scape this show in 2003, over 20 years ago. And it's been uh, just a remarkable success for me. It's never caught on. It never became popular, never made money. Obviously, we're non-commercial at this point. But it is such a, and I realize it. I mean, this is what you'd call wisdom. I understand that such a project where a person can continue to be a creative into middle age, as I am now. Am I middle age? I don't feel like it, but I guess I am. Fifty-six. It's kind of middle, late middle age. No, <laughs> mid middle age. I don't know. When does old age start? I don't know. what anyway, um, I love doing this show as I'm doing it right now, and uh, so I understood that this voice that was actually meant to be ephemeral—that he was just broadcasting—and he they fired up the transmitter. He was talking in the microphone. And as far as they knew, no one was recording it. And he actually cited that example that he felt that all the work that he did was wasted on radio because he, was re- he really wanted to be an actor. He wanted to be a writer. He wanted to do so many other things. And he thought that this stuff was all in just disappearing into oblivion. I don't know how much he knew how much it meant to people and how people were recording it. But when I saw how, um, you know, in my case... How it changed my life and it, and the shows themselves are amazing and in fact, we mentioned that on uh, the Exit Ramp and uh, <clears throat> Jan-Erik from Norway had this uh, stream, there's a Gene Shepherd stream I think it's, he said it was I think it's lf.org I don't think it was if lf.org slash insomniac hmm, let me see if I can find, find this, lf.org slash insomniac. And it's just Gene Shepard 24 hours a day. Uh, LF.org slash insomnia. Yeah, let's see if we can hear what's going on here.
3: ...sky. It stretches up above you. Now, as that sky begins
2: to, to, to turn on, an, an, another peculiar thing happens. Off to your left, a long line of tiny lights begin to appear along the shoreline to your left. Blue and green lights, just like that. It looks like a like a little horizontal uh, Christmas tree just laying on its side. This is Aqaba. What? Aqaba is a city that belongs to Israel's enemy. And it lights up. It looks like it's right over there. It is. It's about 1,500 feet away. What is that? And the people in they look over at Aqaba. And the people in Aqaba, you have the sense that they're looking over at lot the lights of lot over here. And acrobot just lies right around the edge of the gulf over there. And it extends through Jordan and just the edge of...
0: Anyway, so I guess, yeah, you can listen to Gene Shepard on that site as well. LF.org slash insomnia. Insomnia, yeah. Yes, I think so. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that gave me the sense that what we're doing here... As it's developed over the past 20 years, I do think would similarly be meaningful to people in the future. And that's sort of, you know, the focus of our channel here is, is a big part of it. And it's a radio station inside a book, or the new phrase is broadcasting from inside this book. And um, so this is actually the third edition of the book. The first one was in 2015 called Ansug Guide. Then The second one was in 2021... A number of years later called The OnSug and now finally OnSug Radio in 2023. I've been working on this book and I will say it is completely non-intuitive as to how difficult and how long a process it is to get this book going because I've continually maintained the book and I've done monthly updates and released them. Why does it take so long to create the print book and it's just a number of different things. First of all, I was struggling to find an app to use. I eventually settled on Affinity Publisher, which is very similar to Adobe InDesign, but you can buy you can buy it on sale for about 50 bucks and then you don't have to pay any more. It's not a monthly fee. And I definitely didn't want to use InDesign because I feel like, you know, I bought a program. I didn't pirate a program. I bought Affinity Publisher. It's a good program except it's very buggy very buggy. It crashes and it has weird things and I've been fighting the bugs to the point that I would set up a chapter and then I close it and open it again and, it's, and and the layout has changed. It's like all this stuff. Um, I, I just had problems with the page numbering because you can create a book out of chapters in, in, in Affinity Publisher and the page numbers were all screwed up. I mean, I've been fighting with these. That's only one part of it is all the, all the technical issues but um, also, it's just a formatting, right? <clears throat> My goal was to I reformatted everything with new typography using the font uh, Libre, Libre, Franklin, which I love. I much better font than I had last time, and um, I re de- designed the layout so that there would no longer be those large sections of show arts. I only did four show arts along the bottom of every page that has show listings because I wanted to slim the book down a little bit it, it was 700 pages and then now it's weighing in at about 550 um, it's still a lot but you know I wanted to make it a little bit less thick and I, I felt like for the purposes of the book you know we didn't need every bit of show art as it will be in the digital extension which I still need it exists but I still need to reformat that whole thing but anyway and then there's the other stuff the covers the front cover the back cover the spine the front matter, the title pages, the table of contents, which that was—I somehow got that under control. Um, the intro, every—I mean, everything. Like it, it just—it sounds easy, but it's not to just do all this stuff. So I've been just hacking away at this week after week, month after month, year after year. I think I've been working on this over a year specifically, and uh, finally yesterday, I'm like i think i'm almost done so in the morning before i did the exit ramp i was like woke up at like six thirty or something i was like working on the book all morning six thirty in the morning just endlessly and i i needed to get a final page count in order to finalize the spine because the spine has to be uh wider depending on if there's more pages right so i'd already designed the spine so i finally uh finished the interior it was five forty-six, i think um and then, if you consider four pages for the front and back cover, it's actually five fifty exactly. Um, and I set it up in the Kindle Direct Publishing KDP from Amazon, which I how I did the other two books. The first book was actually a different company that was then bought by Amazon, <laughs> but anyway. And it's in there, and I ordered a proof, so the book is uh, almost done. I ordered a proof. This is what I did last time. It's going to come. Uh, on Wednesday, just two days from now. And uh, I'm going to do my final proofreading, and then the book will be done. And it's like it's been this crazy thing. So it's not just a book. It's the container for the uh, the project on, going on thousands of years into the future. So the book is extremely important beyond what you'd think a book would be. So I think that it's good that there was this, such delays because I was able to advance the um, – the visuals of the cover which I, d- I feel like the most important thing for the cover is that it's something that grabs your attention and stands out because we're talking about maybe there'll be thousands of images in the future and someone's looking at them and then this one image of this book cover will come up and is it something that will grab someone's attention and uh i really think what i came up with ultimately uh, does fit that bill as it is this uh, my favorite color which is like a yellow ochre orangish yellowish brownish I love that color that's like my favorite color though some people think it's ugly I think an ugly color I love it and uh, that was the color one side called Galliano, and then they have these uh, there was a, a violet and like a, a, Carib- a Caribbean green that were exactly you know one third away from it in the color wheel so, I put the purple in there and a little little highlights of the green. And late in the process I added those two radio towers you see on the cover now and um a little tiny 209. Almost looks like a graffiti 209, but it's in that font pan that I discovered I actually did the show art with pan recently, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um Yeah, and so I do feel like it's now the cover's complete. I in I feel like it does fit the bill um, for um, what I said to be something that stands out. It has a unique look. I feel like it's the first cover that I that I did. In fact, it, there's a graphic I made that's in the book that shows the first published version, the second published version, and then the interim version, which was called The Overnight Underground, and then the work in progress that was essentially like black and white that I had. That eventually morphed into this co- this color. In fact, the, it was not black and white. It was black in a color called moonlight, which was like an off white. And I, I retained that off white color uh, on, the, on the you know for the uh, the Radio logo at the top. Uh, so it was this long, long process uh, to develop the way this cover looks. And I'm very happy with it, and more than I, and as I said, more than I've been with any other cover. Looking at like the last version of the book, I feel like it did not succeed in terms of being catching the eye per se. So I feel like this one goes a lot further in that capacity. Anyway, and I and I do feel like I just I need to do a final proofread. I need to definitely proofread the Fleet Devil Solitaire rules. I did add to as I mentioned last time, "Flea Devil Solitaire" from Onsug Radio on the Flea Devil Solitaire logo, because if anything, I want, if this game ever catches on, which I think it should, because it's so great, um, I want it to benefit Onsug Radio, you know, as it is meant to be a game you play while listening to Onsug Radio. Though of course you can play it in any context you wish. So I was utterly stunned when I actually finished it, and it was after I finished it after the exit ramp towards the evening i was able to uh you know i saved out the pdf of the whole book and then i had to double check it and fix problems and save it out again and again create the cover as a pdf and then uh upload it into the system so i was surprised i got it done yesterday but i'm so happy as as it is uh uh, it's been going on for so long. I mean, I think a year ago I was talking about, oh, I want to get this done by summer of 2023. It seemed so far away. And now, of course, we blew past the summer. We going to get it done at the end of 2023. Yes. <sighs> yes. So I can't wait to ch- see how it looks in person, physical book, and then uh, do any last changes and then publish it. So hopefully in a week or two, it will be available for you to purchase. And as usual, I'm going to price it at the lowest possible point. It's 15 something. Uh, the lowest price possible uh, on the system as I am very dedicated to the non-commercial aspect of everything and plus I want to make it as affordable as possible for people. And of course the PDF will be available for free as usual. Anyway, in other news, I have another one of these uh, personal mysteries. Um, this has been happening recently where I remember something I talked about on this show but I... I can't remember what it was, and I can't find it. And uh, there were some recently, like, uh, what were the ones recently? See, I can't even remember what they were recently. But there were some re- mysteries recently that I did clear up. Like that one that was like this thing I recorded and I couldn't find. Turns out it was called, it was like a night station, a Weasel Village Mall thing that was on the uh, the other side, right? In this case, it's an album that I was listening to maybe within the past year, Um, and I think I read about it in Shindig magazine, and it was a various artist collection. The cover had kind of like a beach at sunrise or sunset, and I totally forget the name of it, but it was like music that was part of some weird extended genre. And it had, like, a beach theme, but I don't remember anything else about it. And now I've been trying to find it. I've, I had no luck. So this is this is the next mystery album I have to find, even though I did talk about it on the show. I think I talked. This one, I'm not sure if I talked about it on the show. Maybe I did. But I remember right in, in the uh, living room, I remember listening to it and putting it on. But I, it's so frustrating because there's no – I would need the title or something because I remember, you know, on all the streaming services and stuff, the uh, – and even on reference sites, the various artists' compilation albums are very sketchy. You know, it's, like, you c- it's hard to find, like, other things put out by that same compilation uh, label, right? It just sort of—each one is sort of adrift in its own little world. So I think I'll find it eventually, but I don't know how. I'm going to have to look through old ma- old issues of Shindig magazine again, which I do keep those issues because that's such an essential magazine. I just got the new issue, so— Big Star is on on the cover. Never got into Big Star, but Alex Chilton, you know, the whole thing. So this morning I had a surprise uh, recipe. Seaweed oatmeal. (laughs) And, uh, uh, because, yeah, when I went to the Whole Foods there on Chimney Rock Road, as you heard, I did get some oatmeal. I forget the name. Nature's Pantry or something. It says vegan on it, so it's good. It's, uh, Flax oatmeal, instant oatmeal. So I also bought those little uh, seaweed snacks. So in the morning, I'm like, wait a minute. I could make seaweed oatmeal. So I made the oatmeal, and then I had a, 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 a spoon to stir it. And I, you know, they're like the seaweed snacks, like each of the, like little sheets of seaweed. So I put one in at a time and stirred it in and another one. So it was kind of all kind of like mixed in there. And... Yeah, it wasn't that great. I don't know. I I I feel like there's a certain sweetness to the oatmeal that that it, if it was just if there were, I, it doesn't. It, I think for the seaweed oatmeal you need like no sweetness. It needs to all be savory. But I do think seaweed oatmeal has uh, has potential. Yes. Here's a weird one. <laughs> I have all of my notes here, of course. Um, ooh, I think we're getting a delivery here. A food delivery. So, I may have to pause at a moment. I have to talk about this very strange vision I had, actually. Uh, yes. Is that them? That may be them. I don't know. <laughs> it's very nerve-wracking when I'm out here and they're delivering something. Social anxiety, perhaps? I don't know. Are they uh, Are they coming? I don't know. Maybe it's not. Anyway, um, yeah, I was, like, laying in bed and, I don't know, I think I was going to sleep. Or yeah. Because, um... Sometimes I take this, uh, these gummies that have Delta Nine in them. They're legal, you know, legal gummies, but Delta Nine is kinda like THC. And then when you're laying in bed you get all these like weird visions and stuff. It's wild. It's very strange. Um I because I never I never smoked weed growing up or anything. I was like always very I led a kind of a sheltered existence, I guess. I never got into the drug scene. Never took drugs, you know, for whatever reason. Probably better that I didn't, I suppose. Um, what are these people doing? <laughs> it's like, no, I guess that's not them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, I had a vision, a drug-induced vision, perhaps, uh, if you want to call it. Is that drugs? Delta-9, is that drugs? Drug-induced vision? Where are these people? Okay, they're going. They're across the street. That's not. That's not for us. Anyway, it was this vision of one sister world, right? That's the only way I can describe it. So basically, it was that. Um, you know, when it comes to reality, I'm very interested in what the hell's going on, like this scenario I'm living in. Like, I'm Frank Edward Nora, the human being in New Jersey in the 21st century. It's like, great, how did this all get started? What the hell's going on? And, you know, I have many theories as to what's going on, though I don't know, actually, uh, at this level. That's one of the things. Like, we don't even know what the next level up is, if there is a next level up. But I suspect, and one of my working theories is that this world is one of many that are uh, connected through... Um, gateways, you know, or something, which I know is a very common idea, but this vision basically put forth that there, right, the idea is that there's multiple worlds across all different dimensional levels, and this world, Earth, that we know, right, there's one other world like this next to this one, and again, it would be a 3D volume stacked on top of this volume uh, through a four- or five-dimensional distance, right? You know, multidimensional. I know people don't really think... This this type of thinking has been discouraged, I think, but I read a little book called Flatland when I was a kid by Edwin Abbott. It's from the 19th century that helped me understand higher-dimensional geometry, right? The idea that... This is a three-dimensional world, but another three-dimensional world could be right next to this one, but uh, separated by, say, just a four-dimensional distance. And I always sort of mention this when I go on this topic, is that whenever I talk to people about this, they instantly say, and this has happened with multiple people, oh, but Frank, the fourth dimension is time. I'm like, well, you might interpret the fourth dimension, uh, the time as being a fourth dimension, as it's a series of three-dimensional moments, right? Uh, that's what time is. So you might say that's a fourth dimension. But we're, I'm talking about a fourth spatial dimension. Like, so that's a separate interpretation of the fourth. No, but the fourth dimension is time. It's weird how that's kind of been sort of... Uh, everyone sort of has that in their mind, so they stop thinking about the fourth dimension. Oh, it's just time. Anyway in this vision, which I'd never had this particular vision before, it was basically that there's one other world very similar to this world and then there's the rest of everything else out there, higher dimensions higher places different worlds, all sorts of stuff going on, right? Um, Uh oh (laughs) Maybe maybe they, this is the person they got completely confused Hmm a white car. Uh no, no. Okay, they're going. They're going away. Okay. They just did a they did a K turn. <laughs> anyway, uh so the I this was that normally here on Earth the knowledge of these other worlds is restricted. No one's really allowed to know about the other worlds, and we're not even allowed to know about our sister world, right here. But the, uh, in this vision, it was that. And again, it was after taking Delta Nine. So this is probably. I'm not trying to imply I I was able to scry into some cosmic truth. I think it was just sort of a uh, a a, 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 a drug induced. Uh, is that I guess it's drugs. I don't know drug induced uh, vision. But anyway, that there's a certain echelon of people who do know about that our sister world and are able to go back and forth. So when you think about sort of the rich and the elite and the people that are in these secret societies and stuff, they uh, would be able to go back and forth to this one other world. And it's interesting because I had a dream once, this just came to me, I had a dream once where I think it does fit in that it was that other world. So it was in the dream, I traveled to this other place and it was a city, not unlike New York City perhaps, but the idea was that um, everyone that lived there had, uh, they had to have a, essentially kind of like a bank, right? But it was more than a bank. It was like, you know, like, like we have a bank, you have a bank, they put your money in and you have a, uh, checks and you have your atm card and you have your credit cards that kind of stuff here in this world but in in that world in the this was a dream i had basically these companies would manage your finances more so like if you wanted to go on a trip like they would approve it for you if you could afford it they would deny you going on the trip if you couldn't afford it so you had like an agent at these at this company that you if you wanted to do anything i'm gonna to go to the movies like they would have to approve your tickets and stuff because they kind of and it was more like their people just considered it as normal as we consider banks and credit cards which the way we live could be considered bizarre to other people but like i was hanging out with people from earth that had gone over there and i'm like we were going to go to the to this uh, theater to see a, a play or a movie or something and i'm like they're like, yeah, but you don't really, you know, you, you don't have one of these, you, you, you don't have one of these companies. And I'm like, well, I have my, I have my ATM card from like Chase, my Chase Bank from Earth. Will that work? They're like, yeah, no, Frank, that's not going to work. You need one of these agencies. So there was something about that that seems so weirdly familiar, this, this idea of, uh, you know, these agencies that sort of, the idea was there is sort of was like for your benefit, right? Because the idea was that, um. I'd help people stay within their means and not spend too much and this and that. And I guess I couldn't go to the movies because I, I, I was like, you know, obviously the people that normally go back and forth, they would have this other identity in the sister world. They'd have a, an account with one of those agencies. But I had just started going back and forth, so I didn't have anything. But that's interesting because I, I didn't realize that that dream sort of dovetails with uh, the vision I had, that there's this one other world that's our sister world then they're in a similar situation that we are. Like the people there also wouldn't know about Earth, and they wouldn't know about the other worlds either, right? I thought that was really interesting, the one-sister world vision. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I liked it. It was an entertaining vision, if if, if not, uh, if, if certainly uh, both of them, a dream and a drug-induced vision, not necessarily reflective of any reality, but it could be. Possibly. Anyway, uh, as you may have seen the show art, I did use. I, I took a few more pictures of my childhood bedroom there, as you see in today's show art. I one where it's you see me in shadow, the shadow from the window, standing there, kind of casting a shadow from the future into the past. And then you see down the hallway into into another room and stuff. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool picture, and I decided to. Um, call this uh, episode adios casa. Goodbye house, basically. I I wanted I, I, I thought of every variation of that in English. Goodbye house, farewell house, like so long house, and none of them really sounded good. But when I thought of the Spanish version, adios casa, uh, it just sounded better. And I did look it up. There are a few adios casa things online, but one of them was like a, it's like a French escape room company called adios casa, but... Anyway, I figured I would just use that just because it sounded better. Adios, casa. And, in fact, today on the listing of the real estate listing online, it says under contract now. So it didn't say that even yesterday. Um, so hopefully that goes through and, uh, get you know, a new family will be able to enjoy that house. Yeah, yeah. Adios, casa. Yeah, I mean, that was, as you heard, that was such an intense process, and I and I do feel like I'm done. I said goodbye. I don't necessarily need to go there again. I mean, I may go there again, but if I, I don't have, I don't think I'll have to. But anyway. anyway, with that, I'd like to say thank you so much for patching into this episode of The Overnightscape. I'm your host, Frank Edward Nora. I'm here in Nutley, New Jersey in December 2023. On Earth, <laughs> not any other world right now, just Earth, uh, as far as I know. And, uh, yeah, we're Inside the Book on SUG Radio. The new edition will be out soon, as I mentioned. The idea is that we're broadcasting from Inside the Book. And uh, you can get a copy of the old book. I, at this point, you may want to wait a week or so to get the new book. The old book is still available. I'll keep the old book up, but I don't know. I this, Listen, there's very few sales, anyway, of this book. As I mentioned, it's kind of more for the future. There's actually a, uh, a song by The Fix, right? It doesn't mean much now. It's built for the future. See, that sort of describes the situation. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, go to onsug.com. O-N-S-U-G. This word onsug, O-N-S-U-G, it just stands for Overnight escape Underground. O-N-S-U-G. Onsug. Onsug Radio. And, uh, yeah, you can, uh, at com. you can find all of the shows from all the different hosts. And you can participate in Overnight Escape Central. It is coming back. I did talk, we, we talked to Dave, uh, from in, Dave in Kentucky on the exit ramp. He is taking over. He's going to be doing it monthly. And I think an announcement is coming up uh, in the next few days where he's going to be announcing uh, the next topic. And you'll have, uh, I think, until sometime in January to get your recording in. please consider now this new phase of Overnight Escape Central, the show that's been g- going for over 13 years. PQ River was doing it for 13 years every week, one year of which was done by Jimbo and uh, PQ ended his run uh, last month and Dave in Kentucky is going to take it over and this show is going to continue and your voice can be on this show I really hope to hear from you on Overnight Escape Central Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, so now that you know about OnSug Radio, you can listen to this, uh, our archive, over 14,000 hours. That's over a year and seven months of solid audio. Is it crazy? It's like, it's so much audio, but it's such great stuff. It is something you could listen to for years and years and years um, and dig into and explore different avenues and different um, subjects and different hosts and different angles. And I do think that at some point the AI systems are going to make it much easier to listen and to cross-reference things and to explore this audio world of ours in a much more richer way. You know, So, for example, I could just say, oh, what was that mystery album I talked about? And the AI would be able to find the audio where I was talking about it in the past, you know. Now I'm just sort of dependent on show notes that I may have written, but since I don't remember the title of it, I don't know, I can't search for it. But anyway, I do think AI is going to um, be able to make this a much richer, and it's going to bring out, because there's so much audio, and there's so, much, so many interwoven narratives, ideas of people, places, and things that uh, I think it will, it is something that AI will, it will blossom into a new thing. on Radio will, bo- enter another level once the AI uh, systems are in place right Right. the idea is that right now it's all sort of opaque right it's just all audio that you need to listen to and when the AI thing happens you'll still be listening to audio but it will be managing your experience and it will be cross-referencing things and anyway I have a vision for it a regular vision not a drug inducer (laughs) anyway well, it's legal. It's not drugs. It's legal. You can't ca- Can you still call it drugs if it's legal? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway. Check it out. It is something that... Uh, and if you're, you know, no matter where and when you are, please do what you can to help spread the word and preserve the book and the audio and the files and everything inside. Uh, it's a big future. Not to mention the possibility of branching timelines. So... Um, do what you can if please uh help out if you can, wherever you are, whenever you are. Thank you. thank you. <sighs> it's getting cold out here it's rather tranquil here it's still it's not that late, but it's dark because we 're getting towards that winter solstice. We have uh, two uh deer lit up in the front yard, like reindeers. Then we have a Christmas tree on the porch, and then I have a little mini reindeer with a lighted collar. Subtle, somewhat subtle uh, Christmas decorations, but there's something, you know. I want to show the Christmas spirit. Yes. But now we're going to shuffle on over to uh, another kind of sister world, an audio uh, labyrinth of found and unfound mysteries in audio here it is the other side
4: Hey, pretty good. It's good.
5: Seen uh, you in for a while.
4: Yeah, it's been a while. I've been meaning to come back, but yeah, here I am. So
2: it's good
5: to see you. So, uh,
4: the usual? Yeah, you remember. Yeah, on one. Yeah, yeah. Go to it.
6: How have you been?
4: Okay. Well, I'd rather not talk about it right now. Drink? Uh no thanks. Say, excuse me. Uh yeah? Don't you tell Farlow? You know the guy who plays jazz guitar? Sorry, no. Still happens to you, Eddie. Yeah, I'm still mistaken for that jazz guitarist Farlow. I don't even like jazz. How about you? Listen, I stopped trying to figure out polychromatic chord changes years ago, Eddie. I know what you mean. Excuse me a second, will you? Sure. I wanted to move to North Oaks, but I said, no way. The place didn't even have a pool. Say, Janice, look. Isn't that towel, Farlow? Oh, my God, it is. Come on, let's get his autograph. Uh, Mr. Farlow, can I... I I mean, can we have your autograph? I think I'm going to die. I can't believe it's really you. Like, I traded all my back issues of Tiger Beat just for your autograph, for sure. Listen, kids, I hate to disappoint you, but I'm not Tal Farlow. No, go away. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. Eddie, pull yourself together, buddy. I'm sorry, but it happens over and over again. Can't a man be himself? Have his own identity? You know, I'm not one to discuss Maslow and Rogers on the job. I guess not. Say, I'll, I'll make you another drink. On me. Can I tell you something? And if I told you, would you promise not to tell anyone else? Sure, sure, Eddie. I bought a pet.
5: You bought a pet? Nice.
4: Well, I didn't really buy him. I found him. I don't want anybody to think I stole him. I've got him tied up in the alley. What? Find yourself a dog? A cat? No, no, even better. Come on, go look out in the back alley. Okay. You'll see. All right. Did you see? Huh? Did you see? Eddie, come here. Where did you get that... Tyrannosaurus Rex. I told you, I found him. I was just walking home and he he started following me. I don't know whether to be embarrassed or what. You can't keep it. You've got to get rid of that thing. Oh no, I'm not getting rid of it. I need him. You need him? Sure. Can't you see it? People will walk up to Farlow and ask, aren't you the guy with the Tyrannosaurus Rex? And he'll have to reply, no, you must have me confused with somebody else. Then tell Farlow will know how I feel
2: Fantasyland, we cross the lagoon where you can pilot a motorboat nearby you can see the white and gold entrance to
6: it's a small world <laughs> 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 all right Mum. Uh, yeah it's Cheryl here now um <laughs> my Sharon she's in one of a giggly moods again <laughs> it's really weak doing this. <laughs> It's a Sunday night and it's about half past four at the moment. Uh, it's not raining. The sun's shining outside. And we're just trying to fill in some time because then we're going to go over and watch TV later on. We're at the motor camp in Queenstown. Um, Well,
5: <laughs> we uh, we met Annette uh, Turner down the street today in the mall. Her mum and sisters come up. I don't know, they'd come and see someone up this area so they thought they'd stop and say day. we had planned before that we'd meet her on sunday down there and it was good to see someone because we're sort of loners and we'd have them you know it's a bit
6: it's a bit of shit out sort of town there's only tourists everywhere and they're all bloody big money grabbers they're all posh people you know
5: dressed up we're feeling a bit left out running around flat broke yeah we're in a in a cabin and it's got two beds table and two chairs and it's a bit cold. we got an electric heater though. Now blankets come in, electric blankets come in handy. It's only four dollars a night so it's not too bad. Um, we've been looking for jobs ever since we've been here calling at the hotels and the motels but there's nothing especially now that the s- school holidays are soon and um, there's just no jobs mm-hmm. around so we'll probably Tomorrow I'll we'll probably go and see if we can get a bus in for cargo and see if we can find a job down there. So we'll be trying to... We'll be... We're on...
6: <coughs> we're, on ra- we're on rations at the moment to put it mildly. We've got packets of crackers in one corner and a tin of pie in another and two packets of cheese and cups of soup, and that's all we
5: eat. <laughs> so no money. And I've put on a stone since I've been over here, so I'm back to ten and a half stone again. So... I've Bidding on rations won't won't hurt, us. won't hurt us at all. By the way,
6: Wayne, how's your bike going? You're pretty lucky to get something like that, aren't you? I uh, hope you'll be taking us for a ride on when we get back. Don't mind me, Sharon's buddy, pulling those queer faces. Mum, you know what she does. Um, <laughs> what colour's a bike, Wayne? Ah, it's blue, is it?
5: <laughs> oh <laughs> How's the house going? Have you got the cupboards in the kitchen yet? Dad we're dying to oh, <laughs> shut up. we're dying to find out what it all looks like. I bet it's looking really nice now with the curtains in the bedroom and in our bedroom I bet it's gonna be really good. We can't wait to get home. Do you uh,
6: miss us, Dad? I oh. bet you do. <laughs> oh,
5: yeah. Right on, baby. <laughs> yeah, we, we get pretty homesick, especially me. A child gets homesick now and again, but not as much as I do.
6: Uh, What else should we say? <laughs>
2: so mysterious, so promising, so dangerous. These forbidding landscapes of the new world symbolized vastness and wildness. They epitomized abundance and fulfillment. Vastness meant space, intellectual and social elbow room. Emptiness meant the possibility of new creation. Wildness meant freedom and release. Through the drama of its changing forms, a national vision was born. It said, we are the land, and the land is us. Wilderness was the mother of this nation. For our Native Americans, she was a vision of home.
7: I'm
0: I, 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 don't know, I don't know. Anyway, up, and here comes Taylor right now with, uh, Taylor, come Hi. in, come in.
8: Yes, hello, this is Taylor, Taylor. I take see part you, of Taylor. my work.
0: It's good to see you, Taylor. We, good now, to see you, are Now, you, you are Pete's father's Taylor. Yes. And, uh, you're going to give us your
8: Proverbs. My Proverbs. Okay. The ones that are in your back of your mind. Oh, yes, I have plenty of those. Do you have well, time? Yes, I do. Why don't you start off with some good proverbs? Oh, very good, my son. Let me go on with the okay. first one.
0: Just yeah. rattle them off.
8: I'll just rattle them off. Uh, anyway, let me go on. Yes, Taylor. Thou shalt not eat if thou is not hungry. That's very, that's very good. Yes. Do you have very, any more? Very good, yes. Thou <coughs> shalt hold in anger whilst. Uh taking it out on somebody else very good just just keep going just keep, give us a, give us give us a set of them give it give, give give you give my insight. Yes, Taylor. just keep going just like okay. one after the other just one Come after on. the other thou who eats twigs shall die <laughs> yes thou shall read calendars shall weep and be in sorrow forever yes thou shalt drive in cars shall die in car wrecks. <laughs> Thou shalt die in Carrex. shall live a thousand lives. Thou shalt live a thousand lives shall get their hair cut every single week. Thou that get their hair cut every single week shall be a bald headed buffoon. <laughs> Those who are buffoon is a pig headed scum bucket. Those who are scumbuckets sleep forever. Those who sleep forever get nothing done. Those who get nothing done, get a lot done. But those who get a lot done, get something done. But those who get nothing done, get something done. But as I say, excuse me, I am continuing with my proverbs, do not interrupt me. Thou that thou who works at on Insurance Company shall go mental within a couple of years. Those who go mental in a couple of years shall become suicidal and become a murderer. Those who become murderers shall get away from jail and try to kill their children. Those who kill their children shall find the wrath of Khan. Those who find the wrath of Khan will find Star Wars to be the utmost forceful vengeance of their life. Those who are the forceful vengeance of their life shall become an inexcusable twits. Those who are twits rather become scumbuckets. Those who swim in lakes shall drown in oceans." Those who drown in oceans shall come up on the sky and throw up on everyone else below them. <laughs> those who throw below them or above them shall become a thousand eyes. Both of a thousand eyes will have a thousand pies, And I think I said enough.
1: Taylor, that is, that, that is,
0: those are the most profound words I've heard in, in several, uh, several weeks.
8: Well, I thank you. I, th- I think I and got Donna, Donna's attention. Donna, what is your favorite proverb, Donna? <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's your favorite proverb, Donna?
8: Okay, (laughs) very good.